We begin today's show by paying respects to the Wurundjeri people, to the land that we are meeting on today. We also pay respects to the First Nations of this land that we are broadcasting on today. We remember self-advocacy members who have worked tirelessly over the years for the rights to inclusion and human rights for all. Hello and welcome to Raising Our Voices on 3CR 855 AM. We are a self-advocacy show run by people with disability about people with disability. Nothing about us without us. Hi, my name is James. I am a self-advocacy member from Reinforce. In today's show, we are planning to talk about self-advocacy and what what it means to a person with a disability. Today, I am joined by self-advocacy members Sue, Heather and Chris. Hello. Hi. Hi. Before we begin the show, I would like to let listeners know that we might talk about something that might be upsetting. We would like to talk about disability discrimination and human rights for all. In today's show, we are going to talk about what self-efficacy means to us and why we got into self-efficacy. Hello, Sue. Can you tell us what self-efficacy means to you and why you got into self-efficacy? Sure. Self-advocacy means to me that all us people with disabilities, whether you've got an intellectual disability or any other disability, can bend together and have our voices heard on issues that are important to us. And I got into self-advocacy because my grandmother was a very passionate advocate and at the time I felt like there was no one in our family continuing her work, so I felt I needed to. What does self-advocacy mean to me and why I got into self-advocacy? I have got my own story with child protection, which is a little bit different from other parents. Through my life, I have been treated differently. I have not been taken seriously even by police officers and medical people like doctors and nurses. A 
And it also seems like it's one bad thing happening after another. I've been putting up with unfair treatment as well. And I've been having comments from other people judging me when they don't know my whole story. I've also been a great advocate for my partner who has a severe speech impairment and a acquired brain injury. And I actually enjoyed doing that, but it did get frustrating at times when I haven't been taken seriously on his behalf. Okay. What self-efficacy means to me? Well, it means a lot to me. Firstly, I thought that I need to get involved to speak up not only for myself, but also to speak up for others because other people's voices weren't being heard and uh, it just was getting eaten away at me and I decided I have to do something. So that's why I joined. James, why do you get involved with self-advocacy? Uh, the reason why I got into self-advocacy because I wanted my voice to be heard and wanted to speak up for other people and um talk on behalf of other people. I have been part of Reinforce for many years and I am part of the Reinforce committee and also a part of the SARU management committee have been a part of a lot of things. SARU is a self-advocacy group that meets on on Zoom once a month. And Reinforce is a self-advocacy group. You are listening to Raising Our Voices on a 3CR 8.55 a.m. We'll be right back after a couple of announcements and a song called Self-Advocacy Anthem by the Outsiders. The revolution in Rojava is a beacon of hope for the world, putting direct democracy and feminism into practice on a broad scale. This radical attempt at social transformation now faces huge challenges, including daily attacks by the Turkish military with little outside recognition or aid. Show your support for Rojava by joining North East Syria Solidarity, or NEWS, NES, and help ensure the survival of this inspiring experiment in social change. NES sends aid, raises awareness, and builds solidarity. Get involved at www.nessolidarity.org.au. NES is a 3CR supporter. The mental health system in Victoria is currently undergoing transformational reform. And for the first time, these reforms centre people with lived experience of mental health challenges in the design and delivery of the new system. So how do we then ensure that lived experience engagement is genuine and not tokenistic? 
and what are some of the structural changes that need to occur to encourage people with a lived experience to want to participate? These are some of the questions we will be exploring in this year's Wellways Public Lecture on Thursday, May 26 at the Wheeler Centre. The keynote speaker is Debbie Hamilton, a systemic mental health advocate. And the evening will also include a panel discussion with lived experience and governance experts and the launch of Vimeac's Consumers Leading in Governance pilot program. This is a free event, but bookings are essential. To book your ticket to the in-person event or online stream, visit lecture.wellways.org and follow the links to the booking page. That's lecture.wellways.org. Wellways supports 3CR. Do you know what to do if you can't make it to a voting place on election day? You may be eligible to vote at an early voting centre or apply for a postal vote. The federal election is on Saturday the 21st of May. COVID-19 safety measures will be in place. All Australians 18 and over must vote. To find out more and check if you're eligible, ring 132326 or go to aec.gov.au. It's our vote and our future. Authorised by the Electoral Commissioner, Canberra. A 3CR supporter. All around Australia, people keeping up the fight. Many faces in different places fighting for our rights. Housing, jobs and transport is what we know best. Remembering what will help us Not cause us more distress Self-advocacy Hear our voice See our ability We want equality Self-advocacy Hear our voice See our ability We want equality We are making our own choices We've been silenced for too long Stand up for what you believe in Together we are strong Lift up all our voices We can hit the heights We want you to join us Support disability rights Self-advocacy Hear our voice See our ability We want equality Self-advocacy Hear our voice See our ability We want equality We can work together We can work together We can right the wrongs We can right the wrongs If we do this together If we do this together We can all be Everyone who's sleeping, sing our story loud. Self-advocacy, hear our voice, see our ability. We want equality. Self-advocacy, hear our voice, 
see our ability. We want equality. So advocacy, hear our voice. See our ability. We want equality. So advocacy, hear our voice. See our ability. We want equality. This song you just heard was the Savalukse Nafil Anthem by The Outsiders. If you want to hear it again, you can listen to it on YouTube. You are listening to Raising Our Voices on 3CR 8.55am, 3CR Digital and streaming at ccr.org.au. Raising Our Voices is a radio show run by people with a disability about people with disability. Nothing about us without us. Today we have discussed a little bit about self-advocacy and what it means to a person with a disability. Trevor and I, who are members of Positive Powerful Parents, also known as CPP, are going to talk more about Positive Powerful Parents. How did Positive Powerful Parents first started and who started it? So Positive Powerful Parents, was started by me because I didn't realise how many people with an, with an intellectual disability had faced similar issues as I with removal of their children. So that's why we started because, yeah, I just didn't realise how many other parents there were. Heather, do you want to go? Yeah, Positive Powerful Parents is run for and by people with an intellectual disability and who have had involvement with child protection. And Positive Powerful Parents is a safe group because whatever is said in the room stays in the room and everyone understands your story because they've been through it as well and we have a lot of social events as well so you're not so lonely. If any listeners out there are parents with an intellectual disability what would you like to know? Yeah, make sure every child protection worker and parent in hospital and all the medical staff at the hospital get training and just to make it easier on the parents and the child and the whole family. 
because it's very hard losing a child and it causes family conflict. Uh, just uh, if you are a parent with intellectual disability and you don't know about us, I'll be mentioning in a minute how you can find us and please come and join us. We're not about telling other people your story or dogging you in to child protection. That's not what we're about. We're mainly about trying to fight this issue and support one another. So if you are a parent with ID and don't already know about us, please get in contact with us and join the group. We would be happy to see you. Check our website and Facebook page if you're a parent with intellectual disability. Even if you're not a parent, you can still check our stuff. Uh, we've got two Facebook pages, one purple, which is for parents only, and one red for who, whoever is interested and likes our group. So if you don't have an intellectual disability, you can still join the red page. And our website as well, you can still check our website. Uh, our website is www positivepowerfulparents.com.au and our Facebook page is www.facebook.com forward slash positivepowerfulparents. Heather and Sue, what changes would you like to see for Positive Powerful Parents? Uh, Sue talking here... I think the main change I would like to see is for parents to stop losing their children and to keep the ch their own children in their care with the support they need rather than losing their children. I've ever been criticised in public um, about being a parent with a disability? No, I haven't, but... I guess that's because I don't have my child with me. The closest I would have got is when my child was young and back when I was living in Croydon, she wanted to go on one of them rides that you see at supermarkets and I had just moved so I didn't have much money but I had a little bit of money for some fruit for her. So I said no. And the child protection worker overruled my decision and decided to pay for the ride for her. So I felt a bit humiliated because they only went to stop my decision if I was, um, might be hurting her or something. And I don't see how not letting her have a ride was going to hurt her. Um. Heather? Um, I've been criticised within the family. I don't want to say too much because it's on a radio show. That's fair enough. With respect to privacy. How did powerful parents cope with lockdown? 
Uh, we were very lucky. We still operated via Zoom and, yeah, we managed to stay afloat. Although towards the end we realised it was getting hard because we had we had two groups, one in Moorwell and one in Melbourne, and we had a number of people from both groups who either didn't have the resources that but we did offer them the resources. So I think it was more to the point they didn't trust the resources or didn't trust the, what their story wouldn't get out there if they were on the internet. So they said they would only come to face-to-face meetings and it was getting really challenging apart from the core group that we've already got to get members to come because they just didn't trust, I think, programs like Zoom and Facebook. And I guess when you've been a person with a disability and had bad things happen to you one after another, I can understand why they might not trust things. Heather, did you need to add anything to that? Um, no, thank you. It must have been hard for you guys to not be able to see your child during lockdown. Yeah, um, some of us did, some of us didn't. The government did stop one parent from seeing her child completely and PPP wrote a letter to the minister at the time, which I can't remember who it was, but they didn't seem to like our letter because as soon as they received our letter, she was allowed to see the child again on Zoom. So um, they were trying to say that the child wouldn't understand because the child was one and or a baby, and it's like, well, the parent still has a right to see that child. So, yes, they did try and blame the COVID situation and try and say, oh, that's why you can't see it. But we got on to that and we said, why? And then I think they don't, I don't think they had the answer. So they fixed the problem. <laughs> the problem was too scared to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. You are listening to Raising Our Voices on the 3CR 8.55am. Today we are talking about self-advocacy groups, positive, powerful parents. Um, Australia has signed and ratified the United Nations Convention on the Rights of People with Disability and under Article 23 it states that the country must provide support to parents with a disability and must not take our children because of the disability of the child or the parent. Down the bottom it says that the child's needs are paramount and I think that's how child protection gets around this. But what I guess positive powerful parents would like to know is, uh, other people to know is that there isn't any programs out there for people with disabilities 
so often that sad they lose their children. So in our opinion, the country and the government is not adhering to what they've signed and ratified. Heather? From my lived experience throughout my life, I don't think the UN Convention on the Rights of People with a Disability has changed much because of the way that I've been treated throughout my life. Um, for people who don't live in Melbourne, like people who live in Benigo, who listen to this live streaming, if they can't get to Melbourne, how will they get help and support? I would encourage them to still contact us. We do have an online group and we can we are looking at starting more groups than just us. So we've already started one up in Queensland and that seems to be going well at this stage. So um even if you are regional, if you're not and even if you're nowhere near Morwell, which is our other group still please contact us and we can look at how we can support you to join the group. We wish all the mums out there, disability or no disability, uh, like Happy Mother's Day. And if you are got a disability and you don't have your child, we hope you looked after yourself and did something nice for yourself if you weren't able to see your child. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you, Sue and Heather, for sharing all about PPP, and we'd like to hear a bit more about it in the nearest future. If you would like to find out more about Reinforce and Positive Powerful Parents, the Reinforce South Africacy web page is reinforce.org.au and Positive Powerful Parents website is positivepowerfulparents.com.au you have been listening to Raising Our Voices on 3CR 855 AM. We have just been talking about PPP, Positive Powerful Parents. To find out more about self-advocacy, you can visit Voices Together websites, www.voicestogether.org org.au or the self-advocacy research units www.saru.net.au or you can visit Saru Facebook page. If you'd like to find out any more information about raising our voices, you can go on to facebook.com raising our voices please get in touch with us if today's show has brought up bad memories or feelings for any listeners 
or if you are feeling overwhelmed or thinking about hurting yourself, you can call Lifeline on one three double one one four at any time. There is also the Disability Royal Commission National Counselling Referral Service that you can call on one eight hundred four two one four six eight. Thanks for listening to Raising Our Voices on 3CR 855am, a radio show run by people with disability, about people with disability. Join us next month for part two of self-advocacy and what it means to people with disability. Stay tuned for Margin Voice. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.